Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. I'm John Williams. And uh, we're here to debrief you about some things that happened. Yeah. So, uh, what do you got, John? Wait, why are you coming to me first? <laughs> we, all, we already discussed this. Uh, I know in our you little, don't have anything. <laughs> our, little, our little pre-show powwow, yeah. Um, Putting you on the spot. News coming in my direction has been pretty slow. You definitely have more uh, stuff to talk about. You know, when I was preparing for this, I figured I would more just sort of throw out some more good recommendations because that's one thing that I did do these last couple of weeks was start consuming some good content. So I've got recommendations, but I mean, I've got, it looks like one bit of news. So I can go ahead and just throw it out here if you want to take the rest of the show or if you want to split up yours in half and then I'll just throw one out there in the middle. It's up to you. Oh, I put you on the spot. What do you got? I've got a very small bit of news. Uh, the Sony uh, Spider-Verse, or, you know, their uh, their cast of Spider-Man characters has come up with an official uh, name for their universe. It's not the Spider-Verse? No. Uh, I guess mm. that, that's going to be reserved for their animated ventures, but their movies that include the, uh, the two Spider-Man movies so far and Morbius and Venom... It's all part of the spump, which is the S P U M C. Yeah. People are, are, uh, <laughs> not impressed with it. It stands for the Sony pictures universe of Marvel characters. So doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Like the, uh, like the MCU does, but spump. Yeah. Spump. That is, that is fucking terrible. Yeah. The S P U M C. Wow. MCU sounds so cool. Even DCEU was a little too much. It doesn't it doesn't flow well. At least yeah. it doesn't sound like a euphemism. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, the boy. Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel characters. I don't know why they wouldn't just call it like the SMU, you know, the Sony Marvel Universe. That sounds way better. Yeah. They should pay you a lot of money. Yeah, I should be on their marketing team because holy shit, somebody's bad at their job. I'm going to start calling it the SMU if I need to. I, of course, I never refer to it. Like, I don't give a shit about Morbius or Venom. Yeah, if yeah I'm that's true. If I'm talking about that universe, I'm talking about Spider-Man. In some completely unsurprising news that uh, probably barely warrants mentioning, uh, the Batman has been delayed. The shit you say. Yeah. Um, due to none other than uh, COVID-19. Uh, they What's had to stop production. But uh, so, the, so they pushed it back. They're expecting it to come out in October of 2021 now instead of June of 2021. So we got to wait a little longer. You know, that's actually not bad because I, I thought I had heard rumors uh, a few weeks back talking about how it was going to get pushed into uh, first or second quarter of 2022. So if they're landing on a date of just late 2021, I can be I can be happy with that. And it's still early. Anyone who was behind on producing a movie, uh, this is, you'd be like, all right, cool. We just, we can buy ourselves some time without people getting really pissed about it right now. Cause we have a scapegoat yeah. COVID. Yeah. And, and you know, this, it's not resolved yet. So, you know, that's the plan for now. And if shit goes on longer, you know, it's always subject to change, unfortunately. Yeah. This is going to be really interesting to, to see what happens with all these movies. Cause I've been. You know, we've been watching the movie dates get pushed back. Wonder Woman was pushed back to August, but they recently came out saying that they're not sure they're going to make that. And that doesn't surprise me at all. 
I saw just a, a headline, but I didn't actually get to read the article that Chris Nolan is, is saying he is committed to his July release date for Tenet. Like, well, I mean, you can't control the world, but I'm I'm curious what he has in mind to be so confident about that, like how he's going to pull that off. Yeah, well, I mean, if they've done all the shooting and they're in editing, I mean, he could have it ready. Yeah. There may not be any theaters to release it in. Yeah, and and Chris Nolan is Mr. Theaters. Like he is yeah. one of those people like like Scorsese who's a staunch supporter of the the movie theater cinematic experience. Maybe he'll release it in drive-ins only. Yeah, I mean, that that is the only option right now. What was it? Oh shit, Angelina sent me a link for what is that one? Westwind, Westwood, uh, the the one in uh, in Sacramento. This so- is it sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, it's doing a uh, a double feature of uh, Raiders and Last Crusade. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I, I thought about it. I was like, I don't know if I could go, you know, five hours without having to take a piss. And I don't know if I'd want to do it. It's the drive-in, drive dude. You just piss next to your car. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're literally outside, man. Yeah, and I also don't think Ella is quite ready for the double feature as well as indiana jones yeah all the face melting turbo aging goodness yeah i could see that on a semi-related note uh one of the developments out of the whole covid fucking universe that we live in now is uh some of the studios releasing stuff straight to streaming because they don't have theaters to put it into um that's happened with a few things you know we talked about it before where it's like a 20 25 dollar rental uh which is uh is a seems a bit much to me yeah but apparently it's been pretty fucking successful i guess uh what was it the new trolls movie i think did that and 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 made a decent amount of money mm-hmm. and so uh universal came out and announced that uh they're gonna start doing that with a lot of films um you know moving forward and, and possibly going beyond this is it just be part of their new model is releasing a, a you know a pro- albeit expensive a streaming option along with all of their new movies the same day they're in theaters. Yeah. I, I have a feeling in a, in a post COVID-19 world that is not going to be anywhere near as successful as it currently is. And I think that is a stupido. I think the problem with that is the the folks willing to pay that much to see a movie are going to go see it in a theater. Yeah. But AMC and Regal came out and basically, you know, in protest said, well, fuck you. We're not going to carry any of your films, Universal, which I think is also kind of stupid. (laughs) They're just going to be making that thing work better for Universal because some markets, that's all there is. And they're going to be missing out on any ticket sales as well. See, I I personally think that the power lies in the in the uh, in NATO, the uh, North American theater owners group that that they all belong to i don't know man like i think they've got universal by the balls here because the the chairman of amc when he first you know announced that that trolls 2 was going to go straight to streaming you know he he had that public declaration we talked about where he just said like we will not forget this and then all of a sudden this asshole's coming out saying like oh yeah this is a great business model we're going to do this you know talking about like you said the simultaneous release and I'm not shocked at all that that the owner of AMC and then, yeah, the, the next day, uh, Regal just came out and said, oh, yeah, like eat a dick. And I mean, they're not telling Universal that they are never going to carry any of their movies. But I was listening to uh, 
a movie show. They were talking about how there there is actually an agreement between the theater owners and the studios where they can't release simultaneous streaming and theatrical productions. So I think this uh, this Universal guy was kind of talking out of his ass and just saying like this will be great, you know, not not actually looking into it. Because he did try to backtrack, but then he like doubled back on his original statement again after Regal came out. So I'm I'm curious, but I mean, I I personally I think there's enough movies that are coming out to where Universal needs AMC more than AMC needs Universal. I mean, if there was a big war with all the studios versus all the theaters, yeah, they'd both be fucked. But I don't know, man. I don't I don't think Universal's got the uh, the kind of power they they would need to go up against them well and I, I, yeah i don't think they have the kind of power they used to they're not quite the the powerhouse they were like in the 90s yeah yeah they've got fast and furious and that's it nearly all of spielberg's movies came out through universal didn't they um like i shit ton do of not know yeah no shit yeah trying to think of it yeah jaws and i mean he was executive producer on the back to the future series jurassic park did was universal fucking yeah. all kinds yeah. of shit was universal was e. fucking gnarly in the fucking 90s they seem to have gone downhill a bit i think they've just got yeah. more competition now i guess yeah and the the uh the back to the future gravy train ran out yeah I, I guess we'll see how that plays out you know honestly it wouldn't bother me personally if like all kids movies went straight to streaming yeah no shit because i don't gonna see those anyway and but then, no, no, never mind. I'm going to backtrack on that because then, you know, kids still want to go to the theater and then they'd be in the movies that I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what, what are the movies that I am most likely to go see? Like what, what companies put those out? And I'm thinking Disney and Warner brothers. So fuck it. Yeah. They are the juggernauts at this point, especially Disney. Disney fucking owns nearly everything. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really need Universal, as far as I can tell. No, we'll see. Uh, we'll see who does, I guess. Yeah. So what else you got? Let's see. Um, did you see the Lovecraft Country trailer for that new show on HBO? I have not. Is it debuting with uh, HBO Max? It, it's debuting somewhere where I don't have access to it. I know. That. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about doing a trial for HBO Max. Yeah, I might do a trial for HBO Max. Um, yeah, once there's a, a something, a good chunk of stuff to watch. But I'm not. I'm, yeah, like Green Lantern Core. I'm never going to pay for HBO because it's like 15 bucks a month for something that I don't want. If they bundled DC Universe in with that, then I would I would jump to that because I think I pay eight bucks right now a month for for DC Universe. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. I mean, if if they got enough content, I might honestly, I might consider dropping Netflix if they had something that was actually better. Because yeah. ne- Netflix is pretty fucking ho hum, frankly. Like they've got a, some decent original series and a few things, but by and large, it never has anything I actually want to watch. Yeah, there there is by far more times where you look for something and it's not there than yeah. the opposite. So, uh, oh yeah. So what's this love this Lovecraft uh, Ville about? It's like a HP Lovecraft style story with, you know, eldritch horrors and, uh, you know, the otherworldly as a, it, basically this dude comes back from somewhere. Mazatlan. I'm not sure the army maybe or something, but it's in like 1950s, uh, America. Um, and he's a black dude and he comes back and his dad like went missing and like left a letter, like come to here something like he's missing and he, he, you know, come try and find me here or some shit. 
So he's got to like travel across the country. And uh, so he's got to face like, you know, the general Jim Crow racist bullshit that, it, you know, a man of his stature is going to have to encounter along that journey. Plus uh, Eldritch Horrors. It looked like it could be really good. The only thing that was kind of weird, like in the trailer was like they, they stated, you know, when he was reading the letter, he's like, you know, my dad said I have to go to here. It's in Lovecraft country. And I'm like, wait, so like, is that like a thing in this world? Like, there's just a part of you at the United States that's just overrun by extra dimensional, you know, terror gods. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. <laughs> if that's a thing. Yeah. I want to go check that trailer out. Cause like, I don't, I don't have any actual firsthand experience reading uh, Lovecraft stuff. Like I've, I've gotten close many times and I would really like to, but I've got like, you know, the, the cursory, like Venn diagram crossover knowledge, you know, the, the Cthulhu and the mountains of madness and stuff. So I've read a little bit. He's not the easiest guy to read just because a, the way he writes, it's kind of antiquated. So it's a little hard to follow sometimes. And B, uh, he's like a turbo racist. <laughs> so he comes through. Oh, shit, yeah. like, he was an unabashed, uh, you know, anti-Semite and and white supremacist, uh, which makes a show like this that, you know, is told from a dude, you know, an African-American dude's perspective, kind of dealing with like Jim Crow era America, even more intriguing. Yeah, that's pretty great because you know that 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 had to have been on somebody's mind when they were making that decision. That didn't just happen by accident. If If he's a well-known racist yeah yeah and and, i mean like i play call of cthulhu and uh like i love the universe and i love the kind of the lore behind it it's fucking cool so i'm excited to see how some of that plays out i like the metallica song i listened to it just the other day (laughs) it's a good one yeah um sweet you know what's funny is I I bet that I bet when that plays out that'll sound like there was a cut there because for some reason the the way I said sweet seemed seemed like it had a different intonation than <laughs> what I was just saying before. Maybe the the only other thing I came across that was kind of cool was a uh, uh, an article about a um, a doctor that was able to he used like a signal decoder implanted in a dude's brain, like the normal ones that they kind of use to kind of restore motor function in uh, people with like spinal cord injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Except he was able to kind of like, you know, like basically turn it up to 11 and like hook it up to an amplifier so that the dude is, is was, was able to regain function in his hand and um, actually regain touch sensation as well so like in the past when they've been able to do that where it kind of like just stimulates your muscles to move a lot of them use like a different part of your brain so like Mm -hmm. you think about you know oranges or something and now your hand closes you just retrain your brain to operate your hand wild but you don't get any nerve sensation back and that's the same way that those uh like the robot arms work like if you're an amputee and they can stick it on there and and they have diodes going into your brain and you just you retrain your brain a different, you know, new pathways in your brain to control the arm. Yeah. Like flexing a different muscle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you never get nerve sensation back. And he was actually able to get this guy and it's not like full sensation, but he, he can feel things and he's able to like apply appropriate pressure to stuff so that he doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't crush anything or doesn't, uh, you know, drop things. And uh, I guess he's mastered like, I think it was like 30 different grips and stuff with his hand. And he's able to just, you know, able to function, even though he's, you know, quadriplegic, essentially. Yeah, he'd have to be. Yeah. So he's got he's got a secret handshake with the doctor now. Yeah. 
and and his injury was considered, you know, you know, near complete essentially so that they did not have any hope for him getting any sort of anything to work. And this doctor got, got it to work because it does, even with a near complete thing, there's still some signal that gets sent and he was able to just amplify it. And, uh, I think that's fucking bad. That's, yeah. that's really neato. Yeah. If only, if only we had this type of uh, technological advancement back when Chris Reeve was around. I know he could have been Superman one more time. Yeah, just build it into a Superman suit. But uh, yeah, that's all I got from uh, for news. Beep 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 beep. That concludes our news update. Um, so what's new uh, personally in your life, Ben? I forgot that we usually we usually start up top with oh, uh, yeah with catching up. Um, this is our casual show. Yeah, well, um, I, I got one less tooth now than I did before. Oh, yeah, you you had a hole in your tooth, and it was causing you some pain. Yeah, so uh, word to the wise from the foolish. If you've got, like, a large chunk of your tooth missing, don't just figure you'll handle it later until it starts hurting, because then you got to wait, like, five days for a dentist appointment and pay, like, twice as much to get the fucker thing pulled out. Yeah, that shit hurts bad. I went through that years ago. I, I went to the doctor because I... I mean, I wasn't certain it was from the, like, it wasn't so localized to the tooth, you know, like it was, it was giving me migraines. Yeah. And, and I got some, got some painkillers from that. So that was cool. But man, yeah, you got to take care of that shit because painkillers wear off. And tooth pain is a weird thing because it, it, it like, it started out like kind of shitty and then it got really quick. It got real shitty. Yeah. Like the pain just started to spread where I thought I felt it in like my ear and shit. Yeah, I mean, fucking uh, infections in your in your teeth can totally spread into your ear and your jaw. Yeah, well, they can give you a heart attack, too. Oh, shit. They can give you sepsis and all kinds of fucked up shit, because your mouth's full of all kinds of nasty stuff. So if yeah. it gets a good path from there into your blood, that's no good. So, uh, yeah, it was shitty, but I uh, got the tooth pulled out. I'm healing now, and uh, it felt, like, instantly better as soon as he yanked that fucking thing out of my head. Yeah. And it took nothing. I mean, I, the whole thing was over in like eight minutes. Yeah. Fuck teeth. Yeah. Who needs Yeah, it? When you, when, when you sent me that message that had the, the, uh, the yanked out tooth, like I, I honestly thought you had done it yourself. Like that, that seems like a thing that Ben would do. I paid the guy 800 bucks. And if I had, I mean, if I had a good line on Novocaine, I might've, cause it didn't seem like it took him fucking anything to get it out. Yeah. That was easy money for him. Yeah. 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 Like I said, it took like, you know, maybe. 10 minutes of his time overall and he made $800. That's not a bad hourly wage. <laughs> no wonder those assholes have such big houses. Yeah, fuck, man. He's... And offices full of beautiful women working for him. Did well for himself, but uh, it worked out. So I, I was happy to pay it at that point. He kind of had my balls in the vice. <laughs> How about you, John? You got any, uh, any parts of your body removed recently? Uh, just, I, I just, the the part of my brain that controls my sanity and my patience, it's withering away. Uh, no, nope. I, all my, all my body parts are still intact. I'm, I'm actually like looking down at myself to, to make sure. Cause I don't know why I would forget something like that, but yeah, no, I think I'm good. Just a, just a couple of scrapes. Good. Yeah. This week has been physically non-demanding or non-taxing. So that's all right. I, I probably lost a little bit of my, my liver from uh, the giant <laughs> bottle of vodka I drank throughout the week. But yeah, there's yeah, no, a bit of that going good. around. Yep. Yeah. Alcohol sales have risen. Um, but it's interesting that 
you know, you and I, even though we live, I don't know, 45 minutes apart, um, we're both from Sacramento County, but we both live in counties outside of Sacramento County. And both of ours are considered rural county, rural counties. So uh, it's interesting that that our shelter in place thing has been lifted. And I'm kind of curious how this is uh, how the world is going to change and and if we're going to get a second wave or if everything's just going to be fine and I will get back a little bit of my life. Yeah, I, I don't imagine much will change because the statewide, you know, shelter in place thing still in place. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't imagine that'll uh, make a great difference until that thing gets pulled. But uh, hey. I've been wrong most of this thing, so I'll continue to be wrong <laughs> moving forward, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, I guess, like I was talking about up top, I've, I've been ingesting some content, so I, um, I can throw some suggestions out to people. I think it was when we were on the Movie Seller podcast a couple months ago, we were talking about Superman with them, and they were asking about stories where Superman isn't just a big pussy. Um, and I believe we recommended Injustice, Gods Among Us, based on the uh, the video game. Yeah. Is that when that happened? Yes. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was in there, the, the Superman episode we did with them, I believe. Okay. I had read like the first half of the first year, um, a couple of years ago, and it was good, but I'd never, never got back to the rest of it. But I started reading it again recently after talking to them about it, and it's fucking great. I'm uh, I, I'm through year two now and it's fucking great and it's dark. And if you're if you're tired of seeing Superman rescue kittens from uh, from trees, then you should give this book a try. Yeah, you can get it digitally or lots of comic shops, as we've mentioned before, are shipping. After hearing you talk about it, I would definitely like to check it out even more now. Yeah, I started kind of slow uh, reading it digitally on the on the first um season the first series i don't know because they go by years so it's year one year two year three year four year five. Oh, like year of superman's rule yes yeah oh, interesting they're 12 issues long and i read almost the entirety of the second year in one day i generally don't sit for that long nice i think i ate something too that that had me stuck on the toilet. So it was perfect that I had my tablet with me to, <laughs> to cruise through that stuff. It, I mean, it's, it's an easy read. It's not super dialogue heavy. It's not very dense. You know, it kind of plays like a, uh, like an action movie. Wicked. Do it. What about you? Do you have any recommendations or should I just keep rattling off mine? So uh, I guess a couple that I haven't mentioned, uh, I, I finished one series that I've really enjoyed on Netflix. Um, that just, it just wrapped up. I imagine they, they might be making another season, but, um, it's called the Kaminsky method. It's got Michael Douglas in it. He's like an aging acting coach and, uh, it's just fucking funny and really cleverly written. And it's, it's mostly about old people and, uh, jokes regarding old people and, and being old, but, uh, it's, it's really well done and funny and they, it's got, uh, good characters that, uh, that I like. It's good. I like it. Um, <laughs> did you do that on purpose was that one on purpose that was on purpose uh, i mean it's all basically right. uh that's all i have to say about anything i like unfortunately um yeah that, that's that's how it always ends it's it's like you don't know how to wrap up your thoughts and feelings on something so it all it just yeah. ends with it's good i like it, yeah. it but it, it's cleverly written it's also got paul riser who uh holy shit that guy's old i like I, I hadn't seen paul riser in like a really long time i don't know where he's been 
Oh, you didn't see him in uh, Stranger Things season two? Was he in Stranger Things season two? Yeah, he's the lead scientist. I apparently didn't pick up on <laughs> probably because he's 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 like old and fat and bald. Yeah, yeah, he was at least old and fat in uh, Stranger Things too, and I, I did have to uh, really analyze that. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, really I'm, think about it. Probably didn't even notice, but he's in this. He does a great job, uh, and uh, it's funny. You should, you should watch it. Yeah, I uh, Angelina wanted to watch it, and I feel like we like started the first episode, and and uh, from no no like hatred of what was happening, I think we just turned it off and like watched something else instead. Maybe I just wasn't in the mood to try something new right then. Um, but you know, something I just got into is either yesterday or the or the day before yesterday um, is an is a Netflix series as well. It's got two seasons out right now, and I'd heard a bunch of people, you know, just talk about it on Facebook, but um, it's the show called You, like Y-O-U, and hmm. I've, I'd, I'd heard people talk about it just like, oh, this, this shit's scary, this fucking creeper, you know, like, you, you watch the trailer, and you can tell that there's this dude who is, like, infatuated with this girl, and, uh, you know, he he's super into, like, stalker territory, but it's... It's, oh, it's so strange because I don't know whether to call it a slow burn or, you know, super exciting because I feel like the series itself is a slow burn. I'm like four episodes in, but there's something that happens like in the end of the first or second episode, which is like super heavy and intense, but then it sort of resolves itself and moves on. And I mean, it's got some Dexter vibes to it. There's definitely like an inner monologue going on. Um, but there's a lot of, a lot of question marks, but it's got me, it's got me hooked. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I watched like, yeah, like three, three or four episodes yesterday. Oh, interesting. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. It, um, it popped momentarily, like, I don't know, a year or two ago and everybody, everybody was just, you know, posting on Facebook, watching this fucking creepy, but I finally got around to watching it. It's, it's yeah, I'm enjoying it. Oh, rad. Yeah, I, I just started for the first time watching Community. Oh, shit. <laughs> Somehow I completely missed it the first time around and you know, I, uh, didn't watch it at all. I didn't watch it until like two years ago. So yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a similar boat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I guess I would have watched it when it came out. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. But uh, yeah. We, well, it was network television. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But we, we sat down with like, I was like, man, everyone says community is great. I've never seen it. Let's watch it. And we watched like the first like six episodes back to back. And uh, it is good. I will keep watching. Yeah. It. Yeah. That show, that show was brilliant. Kind of a uh, late in the game fucking recommendation since I think everybody already knew that. But <laughs> yeah. And, and, but, you know, now's the right time, too, because from what I've heard, uh, Netflix purchased the uh, the rights to it. And there's talk about them either doing a doing a movie or um, a reunion series. Apparently, Joel McHale hasn't heard anything about it. I saw him on a on a late night show in the not too distant past, saying that that he hasn't heard anything. But hey, but if they come knocking on his door with those big bags of Netflix money, yeah, one hundred percent. Why not? And like they they always had that uh, that well, I don't know if they did in the first six episodes. I feel like they did, but. They always had this slogan of six seasons in a movie. Like they'd say it within the show too. So it'd be <laughs> nice to see them get their movie. Cause I think the show ended after six seasons and the fifth one didn't have Dan Harmon and spoiler alert. It's weird. 
it's different. Hmm. Well, I will get there shortly, I imagine. Yeah, and you probably will forget by then. Yes, yeah, I'm certain I will. Well, another thing I have been watching uh, is, um, it's, this is kind of a follow-up from a few episodes back when I was talking about how I'd watched like the first episode of Harley Quinn. I think you might have mentioned this in the last one. You think so? I think so. Ah, eh, shit, I didn't listen to it. Yeah, I think you mentioned this in the last I'm one. I'm busted. Well... We've watched more of it, and I will stop. I did notice, I just saw a commercial that supposedly they're going to start airing it on the Sci-Fi channel. Oh, no, well, it won't be nearly as good edited. Yeah, I can't imagine, yeah, from what I've heard, well, though, yeah, it's going to be... Then uh, again, there's there's no, there's no like, tits or anything, so it would just be bleeped. Yeah, so, I guess, I, I guess yeah, it would... I, I'm a competent adult, I could probably figure out what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, but it it's more fun to hear these characters say this. Always. Oh, man. Like, talks with, with Commissioner Gordon and Batman. Okay, so uh, fuck that one then. Um, I guess I've just got one more comic book recommendation because I um, picked up a couple of books from a local shop. You know, uh, some shops are doing curbside pickup. And I decided to take a chance on the most recent iteration of the Legion of Superheroes. It's five issues in. It's by writer Brian Michael Bendis, who, uh, love him or hate him, he's working for DC, and I decided to give it a shot, even though I haven't really super liked his uh, his run on Superman, and it was surprisingly good. Who do, who do they got in the Legion of Superheroes these days? Yeah, it's, it's the same cast. Uh, so you've still got Lightning Lad, Cosmic Boy, and Saturn Girl as the main three. Um, they have brought... Superboy, the John Kent version, who's Clark and Lois's son, who got aged up by going out into space and going to a different dimension for a while. As you do. Yeah, yeah. And so they've got Superboy there, which is a classic combo there as well, you know, from back in the day. And they've got Brainiac 5, you know, Wildfire, Element Lad, Bouncing Boy, Timberwolf, Ultra Boy, Phantom Lass, I don't know. Uh, triplicate girl uh, all all of the classics that you remember they've they've all been redesigned some have been updated to provide some more diversity to the cast than than you know just the three white kids that that started it and pulled in their super white kid from the past <laughs> um but it doesn't really change the story at all which is good because I, I i sometimes with comic books and movies being such a such a strong visual medium Sometimes I have a hard time when when they do things like race or gender swaps. And it's not it's not because I don't want those races or genders in my comic book movies, but it just even if I have to think about it and process it for a moment, sometimes it takes me out of of the movie. Yeah, it's not what you're used to seeing. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like if if I read a book where the main character was white and then they, it was gender or race swapped for the movie wouldn't bother me as much. But when it comes from something like a comic book where I'm used to seeing something, you know, just it's, it's the visual aspect of it. I can dig it. And hopefully that didn't make me sound like a racist sexist. Woo! No, just everything else you say. <laughs> do you, um, do you have any more bits of, uh, news or recommendations? Nope my uh, my life has been pretty dull this week so far. So uh, that is literally all the interesting things I came across. I believe. Okay, well then, just to uh, to give people a heads up as we close out this episode, um, we 
are currently working on putting together a Kickstarter. Uh, if you are loyal listeners, you've heard us talk about our comic book space oddities that I've been taking too long to draw. Uh, but we we write it together. It's it's a, a project that's probably a couple decades in the making, and um, it's almost all drawn up. But we decided we wanted to move a, move forward with some colors, so we found a colorist that we dig. We're gonna we're getting her to do some sample pages, and uh, we're gonna have a Kickstarter just to get that funded because artists need to be paid. I don't need to be paid because I'm doing it because I love it, and hopefully on the back end, you know that that's when I'll get my payday. But I don't mind investing my time. Going to a colorist and being like, hey, how about you do this for the exposure is just like a dirtbag move. Yeah. Th- I'm, pay I'm, someone for that. I'm a member of a couple uh, like comic artists or like connecting comic artists and writers groups on Facebook. And there are some real fucking shitty people out there who are just like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you in on the profits on the back end. Or if this gets funded, then you'll get paid. And it's like, man, that's not the way to do it. I mean, if, if, if there's like a, an up and comer who wants to draw something for the love of it and just to practice and they want to draw your book for free. Great. Yeah. They but, offer. <laughs> yeah. But don't go around, you know, like making all sorts of promises that are, that you may not be able to keep or that, you know, have like one foot on the legit line and one foot on the, you're not actually going to get paid line. Like that's, that's fucked. Artists need to get paid. So we uh we're gonna do a Kickstarter to get that artist paid and you know maybe get a print run out of it. So we will keep you posted on that. If you have interest in being on our mailing list for news and updates and all of that jazz, email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Um and you can email us there for any other reason as well. We are also on the social medias. Facebook, the Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geek Exploration podcast, and Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. And if you enjoyed this uh, little tidbit of information that we gave you, uh, go give us a review, preferably five stars uh, on, yeah, I don't know, Podchaser, maybe uh, Apple Podcasts, whichever one, uh, whatever format you, you seem, anywhere that people want to know what you think about a podcast, tell them what you think about us. Did you get hammered in the last like three minutes while I was yammering about the uh, the Kickstarter campaign? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I think my brain came might back. have slowed down a little. Yeah, fucking sir slurs a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, we've got uh, some shirts and stuff available on uh, shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. Uh, we're toying with adding a couple new things on there, and uh, we'll let you know if we do. Yeah. Hey, uh, listeners, why don't you let us know if you would be interested in a Geek Exploration, the podcast fanny pack or even the option of one. It would make you look even cooler than you do already. Yeah. You can wear it to an amusement park. Yeah. Um, And our uh, theme song is Celebration by the incomparable Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. It's a good thing you didn't say the incompetent. Kevin McLeod. <laughs> I would I would never do such a thing. No, no, no. He's he's good people. Maybe. He could be an HP Lovecraft for all I know. But for our uses, he's good. Um bye. Bye. <laughs>